I want to talk about just the like explosion of per person per month um, add-ons and compare that to pay-as-you-go benefits for add-ons. My name is Yafa Sakaja, and I'm the CEO of Beneplan. Beneplan is a third-party administrator in Canada. <clears throat> we also have Canada's best refundable um, health insurance program for small and medium business and even large business. Um, if you have any questions, definitely find me on LinkedIn at Yafa Sakaja, or you can send me an email, yafa at beneplan.ca. So um, there's always uh, there's always so many different types of innovation in employee benefits. I find in Canada, we don't have a ton of like groundbreaking earth shattering innovation. We have a lot of like fringe stuff on the side, like kind of like trimming the hedges or like adding flowers beside a jungle, like the jungle that exists. We already have enormous amounts of employee benefits and we have a lot of innovation within this, but every year without fail, we have new companies popping up saying, Hey, for the low price of $5 per person per month, you can add this thing or that thing. And people are like so lovely and they're so excited. They want to come and tell me about it, how we should put it on my product shelf and sell it to all our clients. Like, yeah, we're all going to get rich. It's amazing. Uh, I'm going to tell you how I think about this and how we negotiate on mass, because maybe you can use some of these negotiating tactics with your client base. So one of the things that is like lore in our industry is this concept of the EAP. And so you know, the original Chappelle concept of the employee assistance program was brilliant from a capitalist perspective, because I remember like learning from older insurance brokers who were my mentors telling me, Oh yeah, these people were so smart. They figured out that you can go to employers, you can charge them $5 per person per month, a very small amount of money. And you can tell them that you have an employee assistance program and it's basically a call center. Like you just have to hire like a few psychologists, a few nice people, maybe a couple of former nurses, you know, you have a staff up your call center and you're in business. It's all good. And the reason why a lot of people look at that as the example of like, wow, this was so brilliant is because it was, um, really clever and very different at the time because yes, Oh, here's like a small monthly premium and you get this, you get to roll out this new benefit and it seems cool and shiny. And yes, it is cool. It is shiny. EAPs are great. They're fabulous. We sell them. It's amazing. But I feel like the whole world has just decided to copy this and that's fine. I just need you to be aware that when very large enterprise size employers want to purchase innovative new benefits like this, they are not negotiating per person per month pricing. I don't care what people are saying. Um, no enterprise employer is paying per person per month type stuff. If they do, it's just because somebody savvy within the organization has not found it yet and grabbed it and squeezed it like a lemon. And I'll tell you this because we, um, in my family, we also own a different company that sells into insurance companies that sells into enterprise companies and insurance company is just a really large sophisticated buyer of these types of services because either they have it in house or they don't have it in house. And where I'm telling you, they do not pay. They like laugh. They're like, Oh, that's so cute that you want to sell this thing for like $5 per person per month. Like that is so lovely. No, <laughs> the answer is no. So I'm telling you this because you need to be careful when you're talking, when you're speaking to vendors on behalf of your large clients. And I mean, how do I define large? I would say like a thousand and up. Um, cause that's when you start to see like statistical scale. And that's also when you see vendors start to like sit up straighter and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got to like really make sure that we get this client. 
especially if you're playing one product against the other. So I don't want to like pick on anybody, but let's say telemedicine. Telemedicine is a field where you have a lot of new entrants that have popped up in the last five years. I mean, this benefit is probably 10 years old, but in the last five years, it's gained more traction. It's become, it's gone from being an innovative benefit to now we have more adoption. It's not, I don't think it's ubiquitous yet, but as we continue, it's going to become more available, especially given the state of healthcare in Canada. Um, but I'm telling you right now, like large companies will say, mm, we're just going to like pay your invoices when they come in. And I don't think anybody's ever going to publicly come out and say, yes, we will take per person per month or pay as you go type money. They don't. But I think I've been in so many closed door situations in my career and in this other business that my, that is in my family. Like it's just a fact of life. So just be very careful. Make sure that when you're advocating on behalf of your large clients, you're advocating correctly and you're fully aware of the pay as you go option. Um, I think a lot of people, I, I will tell them this offline and they will be almost like frightened to ask the vendor. And I'm like, why are you frightened? Like, you know, you can ask, like your job as a broker is to ask hard questions and to receive the word no. Like, I feel like our job is to be told no, get like 99 no's and get one yes. And so it's not personal. I find sometimes vendors, when I use this kind of thinking, some vendors get very upset. Some of them get angry. Some of them get even like offended. Like how dare we even suggest such a thing? And I'm like, which reality are you living in? (laughs) Because that's okay. I mean, maybe if you're dealing with like a junior wholesaler at that vendor, it's possible. Um, but definitely like senior members or members who are more revenue driven, I think are more concerned about like, well, how do we bring the revenue in? How do we bring adoption in? Because they know, I mean, they really know that once you adopt a benefit, A, it's really hard over time to have an employer give it up. Like, I think once you pass the one-year mark, it's like really hard. But at the same time, there are employers who have pilot programs and are very open with their employees to say, well, we're only doing this for three months. It's a pilot only and it's open and shut. So unless the communication like that is very clear, it's really embarrassing to be honest publicly to get rid of a benefit because you've got to communicate it and all that kind of stuff. But, um, the other interesting thing that these vendors know is that there's this magical thing called renewal and at renewal, you can turn up the heat on these prices and generally 90% of employers will continue to pay for those benefits. Like, I mean, within reason, you can't slap them with like a 200% increase, but you know, 5% increase, 7% increase, 10% increase year over year. Like we find generally statistically the landscape, like the ocean of businesses will generally accept it and pay it and move on. So because vendors know this, we're hoping that they're going to be extra generous upon adoption of this new innovative benefit that is typically promoted as a per person per month benefit. So if you're negotiating on behalf of your customer and you are asking very simply, like, is there a pay-as-you-go option? And you're told, no, oh my God, how dare you ask? Oh my God, this is crazy. Like, that's okay. You can just be like, that's okay. I will just ask for somebody else to quote against that. And you're going to have to hold emotional space for to what degree that vendor is like emotionally mature to have this conversation, but don't back down. Don't feel intimidated by this. Pay as you go is a normal option. One last thing I'll say about this is it's very possible the vendor might ask for like um, annual retainer because they want some kind of like base to make sure that they're not doing work for no money because, you know, God or forbid, like they start 
the benefit and then nobody uses it and then nobody gets paid, but then their team has done all this work to set up websites and databases and systems and accounting and contracting and all of the stuff that actually does take time and energy away from the opportunity cost of actually generating revenue on the per person per month fee. Um, so I think that's reasonable. I find when vendors come to the table with a creative solution to say, look, can we have like an annual retainer, a flat X dollars so that we can make sure that we're at, at minimum breaking even of the cost, totally legitimate, totally reasonable. Um, but again, you're negotiating on behalf of your customer. So making sure that they're aware of what that is. And then is that overall lower than just gifting the vendor $5 per person per month into infinity? Um, try it. I find this is just like a very simple concept, but it exists all over the map. Like basically it's no different from saying going from a fully insured benefit to a self-insured benefit. You're taking some of the risk, but the larger the business is not only are they more comfortable generally to take risk, they really should be taking that kind of risk because at scale, the customer will profit off of that. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, send me a note. Yaffa at benaplan.ca. And if you have any um, other topics you'd like us to get into, definitely reach out. And thanks for listening.